Welcome to Chance at the Podcast. Today, we have one of my really good friends on that I've known since I was 15. Um, and we went to high school together, kind of grew up together. And this is our first male of the show. Yay! We needed some male perspectives on here, guys. So I asked my friend Marcus Hall to come on. So welcome to the show, Marcus. How are you? Look, thanks for having me. I'm I'm well, you know, as well as I can be being in the house. Yes. We needed like such a male perspective. We talk so much about dating, career, all that type of stuff, but we realize it could be it's obviously different for guys. So that's why we invited you on the show because we thought it'd be a perfect addition. Um so I guess I can give a little bit of background about Marcus. So he I went to that. Howard, right? Well, you t- no, you talk about your <laughs> Let Marcus talk. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Appreciate it. Well, I started my college journey at St. John's in New York. So I did two years there. Um, felt a little bit lost in terms of what I was going to do after college. So um, Howard was my other top choice. So I left and went to Howard, changed my major to marketing, um, and then walked on the basketball team there. So... That was, uh, I mean, I don't know if, I always tell myself, I don't know if it was good or bad if I left or not, but I loved the journey and yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be where I'm at. Yeah. So how was it different from going from like a PWI to like an HBCU? Man, it was, it was like, it was literally a taste of both worlds where the sense of I was around white people a lot of the day to now I'm around all black people. But mm-hmm. um, the HBCU experience is kind of like, it opened my eyes to like, there's all types of black people. Like, you know, when you back home, you kind of be around the same group of black people. So, but when you go there, you're like, you get them saying, you get all types of black people, you know, the nerds, yeah. the jocks, the cool kids, the lame kids. Like, <laughs> so yeah. um, that was cool to see that it's a lot of different black people out here trying to get it. Yeah. I honestly thought it was cool that you got to experience both because I know like for like us, like we just, obviously we went to LSU, graduated from LSU and I always thought it'd be cool. Like, I feel like I would have liked going to like a HBCU for two years and then going to a PWI. So I feel like it's cool experience. Um, so yeah. No, Wait, definitely. So you walked on to your basketball team. Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. So um, I had met the coach in high school, but after I decided to leave um, St. John's, I contacted him, but they didn't have any more scholarship positions. So I went to go meet with him and he was like, you know, we'll give you a tryout with the team. And, that's all I really needed to hear. Uh, I mean, I worked out a lot that summer and mm-hmm. came into school and started the next season. So, how are like the athletics at an HBCU? Because like at LSU, it was like the thing. Like everybody was into like the football team and stuff. But obviously, it's like on a different scale at an HBCU. So, like, how was that being an athlete at Howard? No, definitely. I think y'all probably saw the best experience. You know, at LSU, like. I can't imagine the sports culture there. I mean, at HBCU is a little bit different. I would say it's more – it's a party for sure. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like the pregame for you going out. Like, people show up to sporting events, like, to pregame. It's a whole DJ. It's the band. You know, it's the it's the pregame spot before you going out. So, um, it's not as much about the sports, I mean, as people would like it to be. But it's a good time for sure. Yeah. And I know you guys – um homecoming experience is so different i was honestly just looking on instagram and my memories from this weekend was when we last year when we came down to howard homecoming we were hanging out um Doing shots of 1942 yeah like that was literally <laughs> like my my memories i was like oh my god that's so crazy no do you um, remember they upped the security outside the tailgate 
Yeah. And we had to take the shots before we can go in. Yeah. And I like I just remember like first of all, it's such a different experience than Spelman and Morehouse's. Like I've been to there several times, but this was the first Howard homecoming I've been to. So it's like totally different, but like still like the same type of like litness, I guess. Um but yeah, I, I forgot to text you saying like, oh my god, a year ago we were at Howard homecoming. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't even put a name anymore. Like I've seen people post like reminiscing pictures. I'm like, I can't even feel that mindset. Like yeah. I'm in the house. Like, <laughs> next year, Marcus, it'll still be really weird to be around yeah. that many people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I think people are still gonna do that shit. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about, like, what are you doing now, like, post-grad and, like, your transition from, like, graduating and then now, like, being in the real world? Yeah. No, I think I have a very fortunate story about that. Like, I kind of, I interned with this company last summer called Synchrony, which is a bank. Um, And the internship progress is kind of like, if you do well, they'll Mm -hmm. usually give you a return offer. So that was like my whole internship thing. Like I'm going to go into this internship. I'm going to bust my butt, like try to leave a good impression with these folks, man. And hopefully I can get that return offer. So that's really what I did. And I got that return offer probably by like my birthday, early September of my senior year. And I accepted it. So senior year, I was cruising. (laughs) And so it was such a, it was such a blessing because I'm like, you know, especially with the pandemic hit, like nobody saw that coming. So it, yeah. it kind of just made me even feel even more grateful because I'm like, man, trying to get a job, you know, virtually and, you know, everything's being altered and changed. I'm like, just happy I, I'm in this opportunity. So yeah. I work sales and consulting right now um, for Synchrony. I'm supposed to be based out of L.A. right now, but I'm in Atlanta. Um, okay. But no, it's pretty well. I mean, hasn't picked up too much. And so, yeah. Well, it's good to be just like, like, what else would you be doing during this time besides working? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I always like, I used to try to catch myself, like, not to complain about working from home, but I'm like, what else would I be doing? Like, I sit home and I get paid to work. No, I I think the biggest thing we all probably miss is traveling, man. Like, we all young, we all love to travel, we love to eat, we love to beach, like, yeah, that's no, what sure. I would want to be on if if life was, you know, normal right now. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would have had a couple more trips in this year if it wasn't for I see you've been planning. I'm trying to see we're now going next. <laughs> yeah, okay. honestly, we, we do have a trip planned, uh, but we're going to – we have a trip planned. <laughs> you, going to, you going to Tulum? <laughs> we find out you I know Tulum, that's the hot spot right now, but we are not going to Tulum, not Tulum. honey. Uh, we're going to myself. But um, yeah. So would you be living in LA right now if it wasn't for COVID? Yeah. So we have an office right outside of LA in Orange County, um, and I was supposed to move in July, so um, that didn't happen. But it's all good. I like my mom's crib, and she gave me space. And it's like um, rent free. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is. And it, a lot of alcohol. A lot of alcohol, a lot of foods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of rent-free, you know, last episode, Shorty put me on game to buy a house. So, appreciate her Thanks for that. Thanks for plugging the last episode. You guys go check that out. We, <laughs> um, okay, so I'm glad you brought up the whole, like, being at home right now. Because how is it for, like, you being a guy living at home? Mm. You know oh, what man. I'm saying? <laughs> it's been... It's been really weird, like, especially <laughs> going from, like, college to, like, back home. Like, college, you know, we were roaming the streets 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. You know, 
sending the you up text, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> to now I'm like, I'm coming home and it's just like my mom, like, <laughs> you know, making sure I'm alive. So Yeah. But it's um, like weird because even if your parents are like really cool, which your mom is, and I like know my parents are like mad cool, it's still just you feel like you owe them a certain amount of like respect. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be out late, you still should be like, hey, you know, th- like I'm, I'm going to be home later tonight. Like, man, it, yeah, it's a big respect thing. And, and man, with the world going on so much, like you can't really go hours without unlike without talking because, you know, being a black person right now is, is dangerous, you know? So she, she really checks in and makes sure I get home on time. But, uh, sometimes I'm like, dang, I miss college. Just roaming the streets, (laughs) get lost. Yeah. I think it's just having that sense of like independent, like, you know, I think that's one of the things I kind of miss about having my own place. It's like feeling a sense of like independence and Mm -hmm. whatever, but so how are you guys? Yeah, like, how are you um, dealing with, like, dating then? Because, like, we talked about this, too, on the episode about, like, us being women and dating during, like, yeah. quarantine. Yeah, we've had, like, three dating episodes so far. And I think we should, we're, we're going to do an update soon. But tell us about how dating has been during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it hasn't been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dating has Rude. not been a thing. Um, but, I mean, it's been really weird because it's, I'm more on the conscious side of like, I don't want to go out and meet people, but I'm also like, dang, do I get on the apps? Like what app is hot? I heard about Hinge and all that. And so. You should get on Hinge in Atlanta. I feel like Hinge in Atlanta might be lit. I mean, it's cool up until a point where now it's like, we got a link and I don't know where you've been at. Yeah. (laughs) I I totally agree. You know, now I like, I be asking questions like without being direct, like, oh, like what you've been on these past few weeks. So Uh then they can kind of be like, oh, I just been in the house. Like, all right, bet, bet, bet. Now we can, we might can meet up. But they, you know, they tell me, oh, you know, me and my homegirls went out to Opium last week and, you know, we was up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like, (laughs) okay, heard you. Like, Uh, okay, but how do you navigate though, like, this is the thing. You're in Atlanta, which is your hometown. So do you feel like you still like don't like know as many people as you could? Because I feel like, for example, if I were like living in Atlanta, I feel like my dating life would be totally different because it is a set of people that I already am established with. So like, how is that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, I think it helps because I have friends here, but in terms of like single women, one, I don't really like to be in a group of like, I don't want to date within the group. Like that's not really me. So I want to go out and kind of get somebody I don't really know. But being in the city is kind of like, it's a little weird. And it's just like, I'm from here, but I, I've been gone for the past five years, like coming back and visiting. So I don't feel like I live here. Like this is like right. making me feel like I live here again. And it's like, as soon as this pandemic over, I'm out. Like, yeah. I love well, home. any respectable ladies in Atlanta, you guys that are <laughs> staying inside. If you're trying to go eat, let me know. Right. <laughs> and outdoor eating. Hey, I do have a friend who's a nurse um, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Hey, I don't know any nurses. Let's go. Let's we'll, chop we'll it up. We'll talk about that. I think that would actually be a good match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See what the benefits are of coming on Chance Podcast. Right. Getting girl talk. Let's do it. Whole girl. So, okay. When you talk about, you know, going out on dates, like what are some of the things like you look for? And a woman, like, you know, what, like, what are you looking for, like, right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of first date, I pay attention to how you carry yourself. Like, 
you know what I'm saying? If we go out to eat, how are you kind of respecting the area? How are you respecting the people? Um, and then once that's kind of like, all right, bet. You know, she seems like she's not just sloppy, you know, kind of not. Then we can kind of get in the conversation. It's like, you know, is the conversation flowing? Like, are you, do you have stuff to talk about? Do you have substance? Like, are we talking about what's your favorite color? So it's kind of. Flow of conversation. Yeah. So I like natural flowing conversation. I mean, outfit, of course. We're not wearing sundress and Uggs. We're not doing that. I'm sorry. I know it's a thing. Rock the little bomber coat as well, but we good on that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if you could put together a little fit, I'm not saying you got to be the most stylish, but I like it that you can kind of, you know, look look well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I like good conversation, you know, just like I said, how you carry yourself. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, we probably wouldn't be on this date if I didn't find you attractive. So, okay. Are you like a nails guy? Are you looking at to see if her like nails are done? If her nails are chipped? Like, is her hair like? Because I feel like I've heard people say that. Like, one of the first things they look at is like the nails, nails, feet, and like hair. Mm-hmm. No, I, f- I feel like. I feel like maybe I should be more. I don't know because I feel like that's the trend, right? I feel like hella people are talking about it, but. Now, I mean, personally, like I said, I just feel like more people are paying attention to that. And most girls get their nails done anyways. Like, if you don't have them done, I'm not finna sit here and judge you. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know where you came from. You don't know what type of week they had. Yeah, so, like, that's just kind of how I was raised. It's like, I ain't finna just sit here and be like, oh, she don't, she, nails chip. Like, I don't, she could have really been slaving out there. I don't know what she's been on. So, <laughs> I've been, I don't ask that type of question. I don't really judge. You know, I'm going to probably figure it out through our conversation. That'd be the thing. It's like, you know, then I can ask, like, you, you like getting your nails done? You know, how often, like, so <laughs> <laughs> I can okay. figure it out. But I, I ain't going to go into the date, like, judge Judgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're just looking for fun. Oh, yeah. And, like, just a natural, like, vibe, I guess. Exactly. Okay. Does it really matter what their, like, occupation is? Does it matter? No, not the, I think the biggest thing for me is just like, are you content with that? Like, I'm an ambitious person. Mm-hmm. Like, as y'all probably see, I have a lot of projects that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like, do you have that kind of like, oh, I just want to go to work, come home, watch Netflix. Or are you kind of like, hey, I'm trying to be here. But like next year, I'm trying to be this, this, doing that. So that's more so where I want to go. It's like, I'm not saying you got to be doing the most right now because shit, <laughs> I was lucky to be in a position where I got this job, but I still know folks who are not in this position. So I'm like, mm-hmm. as long as you are not cool with being in this position or you you talk about which stuff you want to do and get to, that's all mm-hmm. I care about because I can help you get there. Or like, you might be able to help me get to where I want to go. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's just like having ambition and yeah, not you being gotta have ambition. Like, you don't want to just be like, oh, I'm going to be a guidance counselor the rest of my life. Like, well... You know, we want to get up the ranks, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, one of the things that me and Brandy talk about all the time is, like, when is the appropriate time to make it official? Like, is there really a time frame in your mind, or is it more just vibes? I mean, I'm going to sound basic, but I, I say I have a unique approach with it, just because I feel like two, three days in, I get the feel for it. Me, personally, I know... Kind really? of all it's like are you is you somebody i can kind of talk to you know see myself kind of growing with is the conversation smooth like are we having a good time like okay 
I think the first date is a little. I'm not like a first date I fall in love person because I feel I feel like everybody's interesting at the first date because you don't know that person, <laughs> so everything is interesting that they say um, or not. But I think yeah, a couple of days and I kind of know like if I want to keep dating, and then just when everything kind of feels effortless, like mm-hmm. boom, like let's we I'll date you. are you like a relationship guy would you call yourself a relationship guy or not yeah i would call myself a relationship guy yeah Yeah, i would too (laughs) (laughs) i mean look i had to embrace the title i can't just i can't keep capping y'all like but i feel like that's a quality trait to have like i feel like that's attractive to girls so like i feel like guys like should embrace that a little bit more like if you do like to like if you're a relationship guy like that's hot like say that like you know like I don't think any girl wants to just be with somebody that's just like afraid of commitment, you know. Like, yeah. so red flag. Yeah, that's a red flag. It is, and it's like it's trendy, bro. Like I feel like every dudes out here who want to be relationship guys, but it's trendy to like not be, and it's it's lame. Hmm. Yeah, but like, are y'all in the group chat with like with your guy friends, like talking about this kind of stuff? Like, oh, of course not. Of course I'm not telling my homeboy, hey man, you're more relationship guy than uh <laughs> no, I no, know, no. but do you guys talk about like maybe like a date you've been on? Like, okay, for example, if you had a first date, like say today, like would you talk about that with your guys? Like, yo, like yeah. just on this date. Yeah, I think I think that definitely is something. And I think my particular group of friends is is more mature. So I think that kind of happens where we don't have, we're not going to shame somebody for going on a good date. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not going to shame somebody for taking care of a girl. So, mm-hmm. um, that plays a big part where we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll let you know, like, Hey, I just took this girl out. We had a little time. She drank more than me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we'll talk about all that stuff and make it fun. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like too, with social media, it's like such just like culture around like having to date a guy that has like a lot of money and like paying for everything, like bags, purses, vacations, expensive dinners, da 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 da. Like it's over like saturated. And I feel like it's out of tune with like real reality. Like if you're actually out here dating guys, you would know. Yeah. That most of them can't afford to buy you a Birkin at 23. So like bags of cash. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So like can you talk about kind of the expectations you think women have now on like dating? Yeah, no, I'm like I'm big, like anti-social media couple, like in that mm-hmm. regard of like I'm, I'm not a big like. There's no true person where I would be like, man, like, bro, I would give everything. Like, let's, I would say Rihanna, but I'm like somebody that I see on a daily basis where I would be like, man, I would give it all. So I'm like, people glorify that, but it's just like if she don't want you for you, like she wants you for what you got, like, and you cool with that, that you got it. Stay away from me. But um, nah, if you don't like me for me or if you're not kind of, you know, liking me for me, like if you just like me off the stuff I'm wearing in my pictures or the car that's with me or, you know yeah. what I'm saying, then yeah. nah, you ain't you ain't for me. But it's like I said, it's a lot of people on that and Instagram and Twitter has become ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. you can't get on there with not without seeing somebody showing money. Like I swear, <laughs> I just want to know what you got going on in your life. And I'm seeing folks in Tulum for three weeks. Like, did you take off from work, my boy? Like, <laughs> Stop saying Tulum. 
Wait, I'm glad you brought up social media though, because that is like such a common like misconception between men and women when it comes to like relationships and like how social media should be handled. So like one thing that Niall and Niall and I always talk about is like, should we care like if he if like your significant other is like liking girls' pictures or like following girls that he may not know? Like what in a man's perspective, like what does that come off as? I mean, look, I'm not here to comment on anyone's relationship. I think that should be handled between you and your partner. Like, I don't want to tell somebody you should care, you should not should care, because everybody different. Like, to me, I don't, I go on social media just to kind of keep updated. Like, if I see Rihanna post a new picture, boom, I probably like it. Like, if she look good, I like it. But obviously, like, if I have a girl at home, like, I still appreciate her. I'm not doing that to, like, really shame her. But I mean, obviously, some folks is moving different. So, so say you have a girl, and she has an issue with you like liking like all the like hotties on Instagram. Like, are you like get over it? That's not a big deal. Or are you feel like, all right, like I respect you enough to not do that? No, yeah, I think it's respecting because at the end of the day, I can still go on Instagram and look. Like, I don't have to like the picture. She's saying, "Oh, don't like the picture." cool if that's gonna make you sleep better at night cool I was <laughs> like you know what i'm saying it's just respect but like a lot of people like they wanted to debate that and fight about that and that's just a pointless fight to me i'm not gonna yeah. sit here and fight with you i'm gonna just be like all right cool you don't like that bet but i mean as long as like she if i don't if i bring up something she don't like and she also respects and it's mutual cool but if she don't respect what i'm asking for then me liking the picture is just not gonna happen i'm sorry you know what i'm saying happy wife happy life fellas <laughs> it's just like I'm not a big stress person so I'm like if it's gonna make you sleep better at night if I don't like these pictures great it's gonna make me sleep better <laughs> then too yeah uh, he has to so, pick yeah. battles yeah man pick your battles and, and that's just it's such a small thing that I feel like so many couples kind of talk about but it's like it could be easily fixed if y'all just talk about it yeah for sure I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I don't, you can't even see what people like anymore. Instagram. Yeah, I just want to say Instagram basically took away the best feature they had available. Um, and, and now clouds with a whole bunch of bullshit people don't need. Like, let's get back to when you were, you could swipe over. It would be like what your followers are liking or what you're like, whoever like, you can following. See. Yeah. Like why? Like, let's bring that back. You remember Snapchat best friends? <laughs> Yeah. We, were, yeah, we were too young, but we were, yeah. know, folks would if that was today, man, folks would be caught yeah. up. Yeah, like, I don't even have a Snapchat anymore. But if I did, and I had a man, and he was like, "Like, why are you constantly Snapchatting in, in communication with another girl?" Not yeah. Like, hey, folks still be on that though. If a dude asks you for your Snapchat, no, I definitely please run. Do- Please run. If he asks you for your Snapchat first, please run. He's not good. <laughs> not good for you. No, people are definitely still getting their shit off on Snapchat. Like, honestly. Like, if you do some sly shit, I'm sure it's going off on Snapchat. Like, <laughs> But you can still kind of tell because, like, it will still put an emoji next to, like, somebody's name if they're, like, if y'all are mutual best friends. Uh, so, like, oh. if you're not their best friend, you're going to be like, oh, who who else would be your best friend on Snapchat? Yeah. Okay, so, Marcus, how do you, how do, like, recently i've had this thing where like people have been in my dms like that's not that's not been a thing for me in the past like i don't even and and, and i say that like no like i say that like oh 
<laughs> now we get it. People, Friday, we get it. <laughs> I wouldn't usually meet people in my DMs. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like, so how what is your approach to sliding into the DMs? I mean, it's like it varies. Like, if the person in the same city as me, I'm doing it more intentional of like, look, if you see this message and you feel kind of mutual, like, let's go out. If you don't live in the You're same city, direct. yeah, it's if if we don't live in the same city, I'm just kind of doing it just to it's more so like I'm just down bad. Like, look, I'm trying to let you know you look good. And <laughs> if I come to that city, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look out for me. But it's <laughs> it's it's gotten really bad right now, like in quarantine. And some of my homies, man, like we they should they shooting DMs all the time. Yeah. And so I don't know I what know. the end goal is. That's the problem. <laughs> like I want to ask him, like, what's the end goal? Like, if she right, that's what I'm saying. Like, my whole thing is I don't mind people signing my DMs, but I just feel like it needs to be like a direct message. Like, like what what do you exactly want? Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't like I don't want to be DMing with you back and forth for five days. I don't want to be <laughs> DMing with you for five days. Like, and like what's like what's it? Like, you, you know what? Out or not? Yeah. All right. Exactly. If they're like, in the same city, though. Would you, if they were in the same city, would that help it? Like, would you be more responsive if they were in the same city? Yeah, but I feel like even if we're in the same city, you should be even more like, direct. Have an action plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I got like, I I don't know. So that brings me to the conversation. Like, how do you feel about long distance dating? Like, would you date somebody? I just had this conversation like the other day. Like, it's long distance is, it's a weird thing. Honestly, because we all kind of react differently. Like even my last girlfriend I had, we end up we were together, and then we end up doing distance. Yeah. And I was more cool with it because I'd be on my phone a lot, so I don't mind texting you, letting you know what's up, calling you, whatever. But she's not like she's more of an in person, like let's be together, quality time type. And it just like it took a toll on her. So I'm like, people just respond differently. Like you know what I'm saying? As much like we can mutually like each other, but. When you throw distance in there, that can really make feel, people feel differently. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't encourage it. You know, I think it's not for the weak. <laughs> um, <I'm> <laughs> like you got to really be determined to make it work. So big yeah. ups to people doing that because it's not for me no more. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know it's not for you no more. I have my plan. I mean, I'm more financially stable now, so we can get you. Yeah, out. That, I was just about to say that because I know, for example, like it's probably about three or so people out there that I would probably like if we were in the same city. I feel like we would be like casually dating. Okay, Does that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do believe that they have the finances if like. We were in that, but like, I feel like they have the finances of like, okay, we could fly to each other's city and like see each other. Like, and I feel like that's a big thing about the long distance thing. It's like people that have like enough money to do the long distance, like, you don't see them complain about it as much as other people. Like, it's just, I feel like it's as much as a, like, it's a financial commitment as much as it is a like relationship commitment. Oh, yeah. If you're only going into a long distance relationship, you have to know, okay, like, this is something where I will have to spend extra money in this area and like make a commitment for that. Because if not, it could easily like fall apart, you know? No. Hey, look, my last relationship, I'm telling you, I was doing it. I was hooping at the time at Howard. And so I didn't have no income for real. 
And so I'm like, whatever money my mom kind of see, I'm like putting it to the side, trying to make it work. Like, how can you get you a flight? Like, she working internship, trying to put money. In. I was just like, bro, this is too this much. Is <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we was making it work. But I'm like, I'm down bad. But now that I got a little bit more money in my pocket, I'm like, all right, I could, I feel more comfortable making it work. Yeah. And, you know, if that person is the the person I really want out here, bet like we'll make it work. But yeah. In college, I don't know how folks try to do that stuff in college because it's not it. Yeah, that's a little absurd. I would never do that in college. Like, no, I don't even know what I would do it now. I just feel like if I did it now, it would just need to be like a big communication and like just having expectations for what it looks like for both people financially, you know? Yeah. And it's a lot of security things, bro. I feel like more so our people or younger people, we don't really feel secure all the time. So, Man, when you when you throw disses in there, it's it's harder to make somebody feel like they they need it and want it all the time. So it's like, yeah, you constantly got to let them know, like, yeah, miss you, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. So yeah, it's uh, like a more very strong foundation. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your food blog. Like that's such a big part of like one of the reasons we want me to have you on here because like I feel like you had so much growth. Like starting your own like little like food blog and just so much growth on like social media and like tell us like kind of like how you started it like why you're doing it and like how it's going. Yeah, no, for sure. That's my that's my little baby. Um, so my food blog, Mars Eats. Um, it was actually a marketing project for me. So uh, I took this social media marketing class, and she was pretty much like, "Hey guys, like your whole project of the class is create a blog." So you know, everybody kind of gets like, ooh, bad, I have so many ideas, whatever. I'm like, I don't really have no ideas. <laughs> um, but what do I like? You know what I'm saying? What's something that I like that I feel like I can talk about all the time? So I already have food pictures in my phone. So I was like, bet, we'll just go with food. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just ended up taking off. Like, How many followers do you have on Instagram? Um, I think I have like 3,000. I definitely slowed down. And so I'll kind of get into that. But when I first started off, I was on there all the time. Like I was going around DC, making sure I eat at different places, whatever. And people were loving it. So, and it just helped that I was in college. Like everybody at Howard was like, Ooh, like, let me get on the page. Let me see where you're eating at. What's the new spot in DC, whatever. Right. So I had hit like a thousand followers in like six weeks. And oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was moving fast. And then it was like Christmas break. I hit about 2000. And then just more people were kind of like outside of like Howard were hitting me up about, you know, hey, you want to come check out my spot or, you know, we'll offer you some free food, whatever. And that just ended up taking off some more. So I kind of hit a point where I call it cruise control now. Like I hit 3000 followers and I've kind of like stopped. I don't get on as much in terms of like trying to grow and, and really engage with a lot of people. Um, because I've kind of hit a point where I've done like social media consulting for people. I've taken pictures of, of food for people and got paid, like just tried out different. So now that like kind of money was involved, I've kind yeah. of been like, that was the end goal for me in terms of just kind of, can I do it? Can I make money off this, this little fun project? Yeah. And I did it. And people still push me like, hey, bro, like I want to see you take off and get big. And I'm like, I don't know if that's in my cards. Like I still do it because I have fun. Yeah. Um, and I try a new place every week. But um, after that's I start getting paid, like, yeah. People pay you to come eat? Yeah, people pay me to come eat, 
take pictures of products, grow their social media, consult them on social media, um, help with their blog, edit pictures. So it's, yeah. it's turned into like a lot of different revenues in terms of, of income. And it's just like, it's just something that would turn out to be fun. And I tell people all the time, like this little device in your phone can change your life. Like we really do take it for granted in a sense of like, you know, oh, I, I love my phone, but I'm like, I can go out, eat, take a picture, put it on Instagram, like share this on Instagram, tweet this, like send it mm-hmm. to my friends. Like you can really grow something off your phone. Um, so yeah. What's like a piece of advice you would give to someone who is looking to kind of start off like an Instagram um, for something they're passionate about? Yeah, no, I even told now when she was starting this stuff, like when you start, when you have the plan, when you kind of have the idea of what you want to do, you have to go 110. Like you had to hit the round running. Like, cause that's the hardest part is get going. Once you get going, like I said, you can go into cruise control and you kind of know, like you got people who know who you are, who like what you put out. But if you don't start off, like really, I was in everybody's phone. Like, Hey, look at this picture. Look what I just put out. Hey, look at this. Tell my mom, Hey, send this to your friends. Like if you can hit the ground running, it makes life a lot easier. And it just you get more feedback from from a wide variety of people. You know, you're not really worried about, um, you know, getting it going because you you're going a hundred. You're going so fast that you can't even worry. Like that was the thing is I was going so fast, so hard that it was like I wasn't even thinking about so much. I was just doing it. Like you just got to do it. So like second nature. Yeah, I just tell people go hard when you got an idea. Like. You know, we obviously want to balance like, oh, it's kind of like my side project. Well, it's like it's going to be side project results. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you got closed business, if you got a side business, like throw 100 percent in it when you jump and you run and you begin, it's going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're experiencing that a little bit with our podcast as well. Um, Everybody hits speed bumps. Everybody hits speed bumps. So that's why I'm like, you go fast at the beginning. So when you hit that speed bump, you already have momentum rather than yeah. like, let me cruise into it. Now, like we're in a pandemic, stuff slows down. Now it's like, all right, I don't have nothing. But if you go hard at the beginning, you can have a little momentum to get you through that hard time. So, yeah, for sure. I think we're I mean, I think our growth is like we're we're doing I think we've hit and we've seen definite like growth if that makes sense like from day one to like now i feel like we are finally like getting in our own grove of like how to get growth and all of that so i feel like we're just trying to like fine tune that a little bit and thinking of other ways why somebody would want to like come to our page and other things like that like besides just like okay i have a podcast so yeah. I think that's another thing like diversifying your content as well like how you were talking about the food blog, like how you were doing other things with it, just based on that one platform. Like that's just really important. No, definitely. And I, I think you guys are doing well. I think you're finding, you know, your flow in terms of how you want things to look, how you want things to sound, how you want things to feel. Like none of that stuff is going to be perfect when you start. You know what I'm saying? I, I My page has changed so many times, but now I found a little groove. But if you focus too much on like, you want it to be perfect at the jump. You're always yeah. going to feel like it's always going to be wrong, but that, that, like, that takes time. So y'all got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all got the aesthetic going on. I don't even know what aesthetic mean, but y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> that I love about your page. Like it makes me want to go eat. Like as soon as I take a look yeah. at it, 
how do you master taking like, a good picture of food? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the biggest thing is one, anybody is a photographer, like in terms of like food photography, I think anybody is capable of doing it. A lot of, a lot of people think it's super duper hard and I'm not saying I'm the greatest, but if you understand like one, the biggest thing I would say is lighting. Like if I can't see your food, like if it's too dark or there's a big glare, or, then it don't look good, you know? So if you can get the plate outside, that's always a good way to start. Like a lot of people take their little brunch plate by the window, take the picture or, you know, something. So I can clearly see everything that's going on on the plate and just making sure your phone is focused. You know, you don't want to rush it. You want to focus your phone. Um, Wait, but yeah. do you take it on your iPhone or do you have a camera? Um, so I take I take videos on my iPhone now, but yeah, I purchased a camera earlier in quarantine now um, to take my pictures. Mm. So yeah, that was a little bit more of my type of. I just wanted to take pictures anyways of like random things because I was bored at the house. Um, <laughs> so I started using that in my food pictures as well. But yeah. Yeah, I think on my iPhone, I captured a lot of still good pictures. And, and the lady that I worked with um, and ran her social media, she takes all her pictures of her iPhone, and they're better than a lot of my camera pictures. And it's just because, like, she has a nice little setup. Like, she has a big window in her apartment for lighting. She has, like, an iPhone stand, like, a little backdrop. So, she mm-hmm. like, you put time into what you want to get out of it. So, if you want to invest in your business, you can make it do well. Like, mm-hmm. work with what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It, it's kind of like you married like your like marketing, like what you do in like your full time job with like your side hustle. And I think that's so important. And like a good way to stay like fresh and like passionate about what you do both like in the workplace and like outside of like your nine to five job. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't sit still. That's always been my problem. So <laughs> after a good work, problem. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely a good problem. And, and I'm glad I'm using it in a positive way because uh, I mean, it just helps me stay busy. And it's just like I hate focusing on work all day and being drained. So knowing that, all right, boom, I need to put some content out. Let me go get some food. That kind of helps. Like, so it's, it's like a fun little project on the side. So I encourage everybody to get a side project. And this 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 one's definitely keeping us busy. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand. I feel like the food thing, that's a reward. Like you get to eat some good food. Like, Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like interesting. No, I definitely have, man. And I'm just happy that it turned out to be what people like. Uh, and I've and now that my platform has grown, I've definitely shifted it to more Black-owned um businesses so yeah black owned and local is really what i try to aim for um mm-hmm. especially with everything going on in the world so yeah and when the pandemic's over and you can start to travel a little bit more like i i would love to see like i love when people highlight like where to eat in different cities for example because like yeah. you, you'll visit places like okay for example if i were to visit la that's such a huge like overwhelming city that i would have no idea where to start to look for food so, like, just starting to, like, incorporate other cities and where to eat, like, that's dope as well. Like, it's so hard to find, like, good oh, restaurants. Yeah, I have I have a list, man. I have a list. So, that's why I'm waiting for things <laughs> to ease on up because it's definitely cities I want to go to. NOLA's on the list. Uh, I need to get out there. And, I need to go out there and eat. So. No, that's crazy. Y'all. That's such a foodie city. Like, that's yes. a stop. I've that's only been with all we do in the house here is eat and drink. Yeah. 
I was just telling my mom, I was like, should we, should I go for Mardi Gras this year? You know, pandemic. And I was like, honestly, even if I go and we don't do anything related to Mardi Gras, it'll still be a good time. Look, I want to invite you and all your friends to please come for Mardi Gras because it's my first time writing as a member in a Mardi Gras like crew. I've seen that, yeah. And now I was gonna invite you to be like a guest writer if you want. <laughs> don't give now that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be the time of my life. Costume and all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, time of my life. Like, Marcus is such a crazy time. Like, you need to do Mardi Gras, especially now as, like, an adult. Like, oh my god. I know. I was, I wanted to go earlier this year, but, I mean, hopefully next year things will be a little bit better. I'm going to yeah. try to go out there. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm going to bring a few people with me. Jamie, my homie Jordan. Yeah, man. Definitely got to do it. What's the first place y'all going after quarantine? What's the first stop? All right. Besides Niles' vacation that she's secretly planning and won't tell nobody. What's the first oh, place? Me and Brittany are going on this secret vacation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what's the first place that y'all can tell the folks that y'all are going? Um, I'm going to Europe. Yeah. She's, yeah I was about to say, I, I really have no clue where I'm going next year. But one of my lists like to do is I really want to go to... um like I've never been to like antigua so i want to do that I, like i'm a beach like i want to go to the beach like i i don't really have an urge right now to go anywhere in europe europe but like definitely trying to hit more of the caribbean spots yeah while i like can i don't know where i want to go actually this relation oh i do Ooh, i want to go to toronto because toronto is four hours away from where i live right now in detroit and i feel like that's such a good city and like they say the food's like really good in toronto so that's one I'm trying to go to Toronto so bad. I might just meet you up there. Yeah, that's like that's that's an easy place for me to get to, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Like this has been so good. And I feel like you gave us all the tricks and tips and gave us a good like male perspective. Wait, oh, what is your Instagram accounts for the Yeah, ladies? tell us. Oh man, Instagram, my main page is I'm I'm underscore Mars, so I am underscore M A R S S. Um, my food page is Mars Eats with two S's. Um, and yeah, nah, just let me know. Look, I love answering questions. Even if young black folks out there need an internship or a job, come talk to me. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to see what I can do at my company. So. Yeah, we should do a little like we should do like an IG live, like chance of podcast Mars Eat like IG live type meetup. <laughs> Just let me know. Man. On, um, I don't... when you eat, take, when you eat mukbang or something. Oh, oh nah, that's not that's not me. I feel like a lot of people like to do that. That's just not me. Like I don't like to be in the <laughs> camera. I just don't like to be in the camera for real. Like I'm not a big camera person, so. I'd like to be behind the camera and I would record somebody else. But yeah. <laughs> he's sitting there trying to eat in front of y'all. Like, it was like a mess. Y'all would be concerned for me. Because <laughs> the way I eat, but it'd be <laughs> crazy. But yeah, no, it was a pleasure, man. I appreciate y'all doing this. And I, I, I support the podcast and I tell all my friends to do it. Yeah, uh, you do. You're like our OG number one like supporter. Like, I can count on it. This is the best type of friend you can have, you guys. Like, seriously. <laughs> support your uh, friends and vice versa. Like, that they have stuff going on, you support them without hesitation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that's like what like true friendship is. It's like showing up for one another in their endeavors, you know? So I really appreciate yeah. it. Support your friends and be happy in real life. If I could just leave folks in one minute. Okay. I don't because <laughs> nah, everybody want to do it for the gram, but I say do it for yourself. Be happy in real life because 
it's, it's easy to get caught up on social media, feel like you're not doing enough, but I promise you everything's going to work out. Just focus on yourself. Yeah. Stay prayed up. Stay grateful. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Bye, guys. Um,